0: I'm living in a coronavirus hotspot, we're in like week 4 or 5 I don't even know anymore of distance learning with 3 children and everyone is wondering, including my children, how long is this going to drag on? Where is God when disruptions and suffering drag on? Why does it feel like he doesn't see us at times? I think we need a Devo today, next on the Altar Podcast. shorter episodes my town has become a hot spot for covid and as a result we have been distance learning for the past i don't know how many weeks day after day kids are going hungry missing meals dealing with academic anxiety and depression all sports and extracurricular activities have been canceled which is not good and doesn't help my wife just the other day got out of the car to run to the store real quick she took two steps turned right back and because she forgot her mask and i jokingly ask how long has this been going on you still can't remember where your mask this thing has been dragging on and on for us since march and the hurt the frustration and the loss just keeps dragging on when suffering drags on and on a question that usually arises is how much longer god but another question that has arisen in my life that is is what's going on god Can you not see how I'm hurting here? The longer it drags on, the more I feel unseen by God. The more I sink into this feeling that God doesn't care. And I wonder, where is this all going? Is there actually a reason or a purpose? Is this hurt actually going somewhere? So this will be more of a devotional to those of us who are wondering, as our suffering just keeps dragging on and on, what is this dragging towards? So let's take a quick look at Luke chapter 13 verses 10-17, through 17. so a quick seven verses. Our short story starts with Jesus teaching in a synagogue on the Sabbath. That's Saturday, not Sunday, but Saturday, the Sabbath. We don't know how old this woman was, but we're told that for 18 years this woman has been bent over, or staring at people's dusty, dust caked, stinky sandal wearing feet for 18 years. Luke writes in verse 11, And there was a woman who for 18 years had, had a sickness caused by a spirit, and she was bent double and could not straighten up at all. Pay attention to Luke's wording. This woman who for 18 years had suffered. So remember how Luke says it. Moving on to verse 12, it says that Jesus saw her and called her over to him and said, Woman, you are freed from your sickness. Freed. In the Greek, that means untied. Jesus had untied this woman from her suffering. Jesus touches her, and immediately she stands up straight. For the first time in 18 years, I'm sure those years must have felt... Like they would never end dragging on and on, this woman finally stands up straight with dignity, chin held high, no longer looking at others' unsightly feet, but looking into the eyes of others and being seen in return. And she began to glorify God. But the official, the synagogue official, who's like the boss of the place, becomes angry and said to the rest of the crowd, in case they might want to get healed too, he said, There are six days in which work should be done, so come during them and get healed but not on the Sabbath. Then Jesus shoots back in his classic Jesus style, you hypocrites. Does not each one of you on the Sabbath untie his donkey or ox from the stall and lead him away to water him? And this woman, a daughter of Abraham, which means, you know, Abraham's the father of the Jewish people. So this is like his own sister. He says, she's been bound up or tied up. Get this for not just 18 years. Jesus says 18 long years. She has been bound, tied up for 18 long years. Years that drug on and on and on. Luke described her suffering as 18 years. Jesus describes it as 18 long years. Jesus knows. Jesus knows not just the number of years, but the anguish of those years. The anguish which drug on and on. Year after year. Disappointment after disappointment. Heartache, frustration, and helplessness. And Jesus asks the question, Should she not be untied from this bond on a Sabbath day? As he said this, all his opponents were humiliated. Jesus drew harmony or connection for his untying this woman from her long, anguishing sickness and their denunciation of it to their own hypocritical untying their stinky beast. As a result, they saw their own inconsistencies and were humiliated. Now, not just this woman, but the entire crowd is rejoicing over the glorious things that were being done by Jesus. Jesus didn't just see this woman as she scooted and shuffled on by that Sabbath. He has seen her all along. He has known those long years, those 18 long years to be full of anguish and sadness. Jesus also knew that those long years were going somewhere. Then one day, on that day, after her 18 long years, those 18 long years careened right into Jesus' on a Sabbath day for an object lesson for self-righteousness. Jesus came, he says in Matthew 5, to not abolish the law, but to fulfill the law, to restore it to its proper teaching and interpretation, away from the self-righteousness of the day. Her suffering partnered with Jesus to accomplish his mission to fulfill the law and to point people back to God's original intention of the law, and thus ultimately pointing people back to God. God wants to do the same with you through your suffering. That suffering that just keeps dragging on and on, God sees you and he knows the anguish you abhor, the frustration you feel that just doesn't seem to go away. It just keeps seeming to drag on and on. And though we might not see where it all is going, one day... God willing, we will stand straight and tall and see that our suffering, which is dragging on and on, that just keeps going on and on, is actually going somewhere for God's glory. Just keep going. He sees you.